Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for being here and speaking out on what you see and what you see is the answer, Chris. Yeah, good morning and, and thank you for having me on here. And what a great uh, segue because uh, they've done everything they can. They be in the mainstream media and this administration to avoid calling it what it is. And it's an invasion. Uh, these are illegal aliens as defined by the Immigration and Nationality Act. But uh, you know, look, I, I've been talking for years uh, about that uh, we have locks on our front doors, our bedrooms, our bathrooms, and mm-hmm. even uh, even bathrooms in our bedrooms. But we will politicize and we will point fingers and become devices when we talk about putting a lock on our front door of our country. You know, that's what we're asking for. We want to secure the border, make sure that we can control who and what comes in through the lawful channels and free up our border agents, which is what I did for 27 and a half years, to go out there and catch the ones that are sneaking in, that are bringing in the harmful drugs, that are potential terrorists. You know, this is something that uh, is 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 been completely out of control the last few years on this administration. And, and real quick, just for all your listeners, I did this for 27 and a half years. I came in as a uh, as a young GS5 employee. I was a career employee. My whole career through the GS cycle into the senior executives, I'm not a political appointee. I was a career employee and led the men and women the best of my ability. But I got to tell you, this administration unraveled what at that point would have been 25 years of progress. They unraveled it within the first few hours or days um, just because uh, they didn't like the, uh, the message that the previous administration was sending on border security. Uh, and and that's, what, that's, that, that's what we're up with. And you're right. It's a mess. That's an understatement. So in your opinion, when we talk about, and this all, unfortunately, it is politicized and it should not be. I mean, the very people who who say they don't want a border wall, they have walls around their houses and all kinds of extra, you know, personal security. And that's always the irony. But for you, you know, Chris Clem, as you've talked about what you see, it's not just a wall. And I love that you detail some of this to say, to talk about the entire process. It's not just about a wall per se. Can you take us through what this looks like and what it takes to secure our borders? Yes, and, I, and, and great question. And, and allow, allow me to explain. That. You know, uh, I will just say this, and I'll, I'll just name names. At the time, candidate Trump was talking about building a wall, and that was a campaign slogan. And then when he became President Trump, he still wanted to build that wall. But for us, as border trades, it was a wall system. And that's that's very, very key to everybody that's listening, is that it was not just a brick and mortar or a steel wall. It was technology in the form of cameras and sensors and lights 
was fiber optic cable to allow us to have, you know, uh, uh, underground linear sensor devices. It was uh, access roads to the border because, believe it or not, a lot of things, a lot of times in a lot of places, we don't have access to the border because during certain uh, uh, rainy seasons, it washes away. So we needed all weather roads. All that was part of one package that was designed and delivered by border trades, not not bureaucrats in, in Washington, D.C., or uh, or in, inside the Beltway up here. It was what Board of Agents needed. And when this administration, President Biden, took over, and we know he campaigned on, on doing things differently, but he did several executive orders within the first few hours and days that really stopped all border wall construction. But part of that was the technology and, and everything I just mentioned. And that created a huge impact and created a huge vulnerability for our border security. And so can you take me through, uh, Chris, if you will, talking about, and I know that you've written about this, you have spoken about this quite eloquently, talking about where the wall works, where it does not work. And a lot of times these details, which I think are critical, people don't understand this. If you, I mean, we're here in on the East Coast. A lot, maybe people don't get this, but it's such important information as far as you point out Big Bend National Park for example, and and how to secure those areas. Right, right. Well, you know, it's not just a tagline anymore because people are feeling Mm -hmm. in fact that every town is a border town, every state's a border state if you don't have a secure border. But we're talking about three operational environments that the Border Patrol has determined. We've defined that as an urban area, and that's where illegal entries can vanish within seconds to minutes. And places like El Paso, Texas is a great example where the the river and, and, and the border highway meet. And so literally within 100 yards, they can escape into a neighborhood downtown or a high school. So that's where you absolutely have to have a border wall or some or, or even parallel walls to slow them down. You combine that with the technology and the personnel, we're going to make those arrests and hopefully mitigate what we call those gotaways. You get out into a rural area, we've said, hey, it's minutes to hours. They, there's a couple roads, there are a few miles to end before they can get away. You know, you may just rely more on technology, but you know, uh, some kind of deterrent in the form of uh, or impediment by the form of a wall would work, but you wouldn't necessarily need the multi-layer, but technology in the wall works there. You get out into remote areas, whether it's Big Bend, Texas, somewhere in, in, in Arizona or California, where it takes days, sometimes even multiple days to get to a vanishing point, that is where technology makes sense. And those access roads, we can go out there and track them for days before they vanish. But, and that that's the problem is it's, it gets so polarized and politicized mm-hmm. that the requirements that our agents have asked for is what gets uh, thrown away. But, yes, you absolutely have to have, have the, uh, the, the wall in the urban areas. Look, a border wall, as defined by us, is something that impedes or denies or controls and contains entries. You have to have it where they can vanish quickly, and that's why urban areas are so important uh, to be part of that. You combine mm-hmm. that with a um, – with a camera system, a lighting system, and the agents to respond, yes. we can shut it down. We can lock it down. We've, we've proven that in the past. And I know that, in, uh, you know, there's another side to this. Law enforcement in general, since the defund the police movement happened, and a lot of depression among those who protect and serve. And here in Philadelphia, we have record numbers of those who are retiring. We have the suicide and depression issues. And as well, Border border Patrol agents reached that 13-year high in 22, tragically, of suicides among Border Patrol agents. A piece of this 
is the low morale. Can you take me through that? And this is the, you know, unfortunately, it's this imperfect, it's a perfect storm, if you will, on a tragic side of things where we have a record number of people coming across and not the ones who want to turn themselves in, but the gotaways as well and the terrorists that we're hearing about. But then on top of it, uh, we have that, that residue from the defund the police movement and even that Biden move where they were saying uh, that, well, they didn't know anything about horseback riding, that in fact, uh, Border Patrol agents were, were trying to whip, you know, whip yeah. individuals when in fact that's, they were just riding Western, uh, you know. But take me through that piece of it, yeah. the mental health piece of it, if you will, Chris. Well, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the, the entire law enforcement profession across the country had taken a hit the last few years with a lot of the defund the police and, and, and just, it was impacting people, right? And so every agency from a small uh, local uh, municipality to the federal agents were having a hard time recruiting and retaining. Uh, you combine that with just constant bombardment of, uh, of media blasting everything law enforcement was doing, it takes a toll. And, you know, things, you know, one camera angle gets taken out of context and you, ha- you have this complete uproar. Well, our agents were not immune to that, and uh, and, and so uh, I will say this: that uh, I was a thousand miles away in Yuma, Arizona, when when uh, when the Del Rio situation happened, which we all knew was completely debunked before the mm-hmm. president even spoke about it. Even the guy that took the picture, um, those were split reins that uh, yeah. people that uh, ride horses understand they were using to control the horse. Um, but that, I mean, my stomach turned when I was, the president of the United States just called them out and said they will pay for something they didn't do. That, that took a hit on the whole agency, and, and so what that did is uh, we did have an increase in suicides, a, a, a record high. Now, I won't say that the, the, the current border crisis caused that, but I can tell you that it, it, it became a contributing factor when, you're, when you've got a, a problems at home, a problem in your finances, or so, uh, some other emotional issues going on, and then the one place you come to work to where you felt like you were making a difference that you, you, you can't do your job and you're being berated and blasted by the press and to include our, our president, it just was, it created a perfect storm. And we saw that impact. The morale was low. Heck, I was the chief of, of my sector and, and even my morale was low. Like, how do I go look at the men and women and say, hey, keep doing your job? You know, we tried. Uh, so we did a lot of focus to so where I can't change Biden's policy. What I could do is work on uh, making sure that we had the right mental health uh, experts and, and, and resiliency training and giving agents know that it's okay to not be okay. We need you in this fight. We need you to play the long game. So we work really hard to invest. I continue to make that something I champion now that I've retired from the government. Um, but the whole profession took a hit, and Border Patrol wasn't immune. Uh, we've been put on the spotlight even, even more so because of the politicalization. But, um, yeah, it's tragic. And so, you know, so many people, especially on the border, um, have family and loved ones and good friends that are border trade. So we just encourage, uh, if you've got uh, law enforcement in your family, thank them. If you've got neighbors that are law enforcement, thank them. Look, you want them to be mentally sharp and, and clear of any burdens while they're out there doing the job because we rely on them. We run to the sound of gunfire. You need to have your head on straight. So we need to remove some of those stigmas and some of the um, unnecessary pressure we're putting on law enforcement. Uh, we're, we're, we are, because it's still in my DNA, a resilient bunch, but you know what? We are human, and it takes a toll, so we just got to keep on fighting a good fight, and we can do that by taking care of our law enforcement. Yeah, amen to that. It's something I, I say well, pretty much daily, Chris. You know, I know that you served as chief patrol agent there in the Yuma sector in, in Arizona. 
and like I say, 20, what, 27 and a half years, but you also have your master's degree and Border Patrol Mm -hmm. HQ in Washington, D.C. What are you doing right now? And can you update us on... You're somebody like you. I know. I, I know your personality. <laughs> you're you're a workaholic. Come on, yeah. man. You're not retired. You might be retired from that, but I know you're not retired. <laughs> well, you're you're absolutely right. And it was kind of funny because my wife had to get a scheduler at the house to figure out where I'm going to be now. She was she was afraid I was going to be a statistic, like I was going to get fat and do nothing. And uh, but quite the opposite. Uh, uh, I, I have I am actually uh, the executive director of a of an AI company where we're using that to combat the human trafficking. That's exporting our online services and things like that. So that's something that we started up because it, we're fighting an unconventional adversary, whether it's, uh, you know, it's to protect our country, our companies, our community, and our children is what I say. So we're working on that because we need to use the technology to our advantage because we know the bad guys are exploiting people every hour of every day. I'm also uh, out there speaking uh, uh, the truth and the facts about the border uh, to, uh, to different groups, uh, both political groups as well as yeah. community groups. I'm currently in Washington, D.C. I just left the Rayburn uh, uh, House office speaking to the Border Security Caucus to, to give them the facts. I, I keep my, uh, my, my comments factual. If it's opinion, it's opinion, it's based on experience, and I will let them know this is an opinion. Uh, but here's what actually happened. And so I'm staying busy that way because uh, we, we've got to keep fighting the good fight. And um, I, I feel uh, that uh, this was too much uh, ingrained in me, and the truth needs to be told out there. So that's what I'm doing. It's keeping me busy, and I enjoy uh, I enjoy it because I get to meet people like yourself and talk to people, and even even with people with opposing uh, mm-hmm. values and views, if I just get them to pause a minute and just listen to the facts. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Maybe we can make a difference. Uh, It's a little optimistic, but I think we have to remain that uh, optimistic if we're going to continue to fight. Well, Chris, it's so true, and I believe in that, to always have the conversation and be open. For you as somebody now working on the human trafficking side of things, and uh, many of us here, we saw the movie Sound of Freedom, for example, that yeah. wonderful film that I, I truly think educated a lot of people who did not realize. For, for my for my background from TV news as a longtime reporter, there, there have been different guys in law enforcement and, and gals over the years who've told me, 
boy, all these missing kids, something weird's going on, and it seemed to escalate, and now it's supersized. For you, you know, what's your comment as far as that? Because I feel like we're not we're not talking about that enough, Chris, as to as to the situation that privately a lot of people in law enforcement tell me, Dawn, uh, that this is this is something that's happening in real time and people are not aware. Yeah. Well, I grew up, I was the milk carton generation. It was on milk cartons with missing and exploited children. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it did, it just didn't stop. It, it just got more advanced through uh, social uh, uh, online platforms and, and using the interconnectedness connectedness around the world. So um, a lot of the, the situations we're seeing right here on our Southern border, um, you know, is a, is truly is a humanitarian crisis because so many people don't realize they're they're being trafficked, uh, they're victims of it mm-hmm. until it's too late, um, and and that's that's something that I think people need to understand. Now, I'm not saying everybody that comes across is 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 trafficked or part of some kind of trafficking organization, but I can tell you there are a lot of it that's happening, and that was always a question that used to they, they you know would get asked, hey chief, what keeps you up at night, and Aside from you know the you know the obvious my, the well being of my agents I didn't want anybody hurt or killed um, and then something somebody bad getting through it's it's what did we miss and not just the the gotaway but what about the the family unit that really wasn't a family unit but because we were catching a thousand twelve hundred a day in my little small sector in Yuma we didn't have the resources to ask those follow up questions because we were so so much pressure to get people out of our custody and release release these families as quickly as possible. Those are the things that kind of kept me up at night because these folks think they're coming in for a, a better life or they're, they've got a job lined up. Well, you know, they're paying 5000 to $15,000 a head, and oftentimes these folks don't have that kind of money. And so they're having to work it off either through indentured servitude um, or, or some kind of sexual, uh, sexual uh, trafficking uh, situation. Um, and that's, that's the reality of it. And, and our policies... And our catch and release programs and, and letting people go and is really kind of exacerbating the problem. Is shut it down, clear it up, bring people in the right way. You could you can mitigate some of the human exploitation going on. But unfortunately, again, they make the border and immigration, they conflate it, make it political. And it really does uh, create a perfect storm for these folks that are uh, caught up in this trafficking vortex. And And you know what? It's uh, it's happening in every 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 major city uh, across this yeah. country in small towns, um, and we're not even talking about the we're talking about trafficking, we're not yeah. uh, human trafficking, we're not even talking about the fentanyl and everything else that's getting through. So uh, all, all that plays together. The cartels and the smuggling organizations are commodity neutral. It's all about making money, and uh, they're going to take take advantage of our political rhetoric and and continue yes. to exploit till we shut this down. Final question, Chris T. Clem. Um, as far as Homeland Security Committee and the Committee on Oversight and Responsibility, I know that you were thrilled to see the release of that joint report, and you you're you're actively involved in this. And I know they want to tap into some into your brain and pick your brain about it. What are you? What encourages you the most as far as as the reports that and the work they're doing to create high quality policy that actually works? Well, you know what's encouraging is they're finally they're, they they appear to be very serious about this time, and it's not it's not just a campaign slogan for a reelection. Um, you know, uh, I really kind of look at it, it; it kind of goes in line with my op-ed and the and the tall fences and wide gates. You know, we have to secure the border to include the board, uh, the ports, and 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 now more than ever, given the events happening around the world, we just lost three service members. 
I mean, we have to realize there is a threat facing this country, and we have to secure the border. Everything starts with that, and that's that's encouraging as they're starting to mention that border security. we got to revamp the system to attract the best and brightest, too. Look, we really need to make sure that we're bringing good people into this country, create clear paths to make sure those that really need to escape and need to come over here for the right reasons, that we help those honest ones, but consequences for people that are taking advantage of the loopholes or smuggling people. And, and we need transparency from this, uh, this government, which is probably the, the hardest ask that we'll ever get is transparency. But when the conversation is occurring and you're seeing bipartisan efforts to try to do something, I, I, don't, I don't know how strong this current bill is that they're pushing, but at least it's a start and people can start working with that. That, that, that is some of the, uh, the encouragement. And, you know, they're getting testimony from current and former uh, people like myself, and they're talking. And that, to me, is, is important because we can't have the decisions being based on what the bureaucrats and, and the elected mm-hmm. officials in the Beltway say. It's got to be the men and women down there on the line. It's got to be our superintendent of schools, our mayors, our hospital directors, our small business owners. They're the ones that are dealing with it at the border, and they're the ones that are dealing with it from an economic perspective. They've got to be the one that provide the answers because, remember, our government is supposed to be a representative body of the people. So go to the people and get what they need and then figure it out. I like to say the extreme right and extreme left need to go on an extreme vacation, have some common sense people sitting there at the table, and uh, hopefully we can come up with some common sense uh, you know, uh, uh, solutions because we do need to, we need to stop the leak before we just – instead of just building – or giving us buckets to bail out the water. And I think there's some, there's some positive steps being done. And um, we're not there yet, but we're, we're, we're getting closer than we have been. Well, Chris T. Clem, retired chief patrol agent, still doing a lot of great work, and a U.S. Border Patrol agent for more than 27 years. Just appreciate your time, sir, and we hope that we can continue the conversation and follow you as uh, we just thank you for your service, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. And that's what keeps me motivated is people like yourself and, and your audience that support the men and women uh, doing the best they can. And, and I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Chris T. Clem. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 